Welcome people with an attitude of gratitude and appreciation. Welcome to Ginger Sky. Hi people, welcome to Ginger Sky. This is Susie here. I hope you're having a, a good day. Um, I'd like to talk today about a book titled The Fourth Industrial Revolution. It covers everything from babies to technological carpets. All the new technology that the... Uh, Inventors and creators are putting together. It, it is written by Klaus Schwab. He is the executive chief officer of the uh, World Economic Forum. He's the founder. Uh, he pretty much summons the world leaders to Switzerland once a year. He likes to discuss the issues that need to be addressed globally and uh, one of the things that he said is the main issue for today's times is that there is a deterioration of trust. He is uh, he holds it in Geneva, Switzerland, where uh, he organized it all. And he's in a position to be able to know more about what is going on and I think that's part of what's going on with the virus and everything, is that we're actually in the uh, fourth industrial revolution. He writes about understanding some of the major trends that are shaping our, our world, while uh, he expresses concerns about what it means to be human uh, amongst the new technology. There are you know, a list of innovations in the book that are, that are numerous and uh, they actually amplify each other. Everything we're using to function with is changing and, well, the changes are historic. Because we have these historic changes happening, uh, Klaus Schwab talks about um, to have a shared responsibility and that is to protect, protect each other and to produce technology that has strategically uh, thinking and that it protects us so that we have a life that is more human and that we are controlling the computers and the computers are not controlling us. It is important at this time because the technology is moving at an exponential rate and that really requires our attention. Everything we're doing is, you know, like the what's and the how's and everything. It's just changing. And we have to be the prime focus. We are the prime focus. As I had mentioned, he has a, an attitude uh, about him. He has an attitude of gratitude. He's very much interested in making our world a better place. And... There's that coexisting of technology and people that he discusses in detail in his book. Now, if you hop on over to YouTube when we get through here, you will find on Ginger Sky that the Fourth Industrial Revolution is also recorded there. And uh, there's PowerPoint to read some of this that I'm talking about. And below the YouTube video, you'll find a link to his book on Amazon. Who we are and how we see this world that we're living in is what enables us to improve the state of our world. Klaus Schwab expresses uh, for us to have a human 
world, not controlled by technology. And then we seriously have to pay attention to that. The World Economic Forum that Klaus Schwab uh, organized is a location that has the information uh, for leaders to adopt, and they shape and harness this information about everything that's happening to us in this world. One of the things I like about his book is he goes into the review of our our uh, human history and the revolution span of the years of uh, what each revolution ushered in. In doing this, he helps us to understand what has happened and how people behave at the start and ends of revolutions and what those results have been. He explains to us that this fourth industrial revolution is different than the other three revolutions that uh, we've come through. As I had mentioned before, he uh, is in a position to know what's happening. He does have two primary concerns that uh, could be limiters of the fourth industrial revolution. He, Detroit, uh, he compares Detroit with uh, Silicon Valley, uh, market capitalization, and the number of employees. He also talks about uh, the harmonization that is happening. There's an interaction among uh, microorganisms, our bodies, buildings, drones, artificial intelligence. There is a vast amount of data that uh, is alarming because we're, we're learning from uh, breadcrumbs. He tells us about different information that he has uh, access to. I think with all the science and biology and everything we have, we have, you know, our regenerative medicine that's happening. And there's the ability to, uh, of enabling genetically modified cells. And it's, they're getting much more precise with being able to work with those type of things. The efficiencies with those are, are really improving. I mean, it's going to make a difference even when people, uh, who need some things for their blood, they'll be able to drink some of the cow's milk and that will be able to heal them with some of the research that they have coming up. And we also have uh, transplants coming up and they use uh, pigs' uh, organs is what they're doing the research on because the pigs' organs are similar to the size of a human's organs but they do have a problem with being able to prevent disease right now. So hopefully they'll be coming up with something for kidney transplants because there are several people, uh, thousands of people, that need those yearly. And with all this going on, we're at the beginning of the, the fourth industrial revolution. And when we turn on our news, we notice that we have a lot of... Uh, protests and upheavals and different things going on, people losing their jobs. And it's very difficult to uh, understand that we are in the fourth industrial revolution, that technology is beginning to take over. I understand that the jobs were shipped overseas years ago, and now the uh, technology that is used overseas probably is most likely outdated, so now they're going to have to build something new in the globe here on our globe and when that new technology is brought back possibly to the United States there won't be anywhere near as many jobs as there was before say compared to what happened with Detroit 
and then we take Silicon Valley and we compare th the two different numbers he does uh, of what is needed for employees and that really makes a difference for you know the peace and the prosperity within our world and Klaus Schwab expresses these types of understandings and knowledge of the subjects. So we have to have appreciation and we have to have an attitude of gratitude, I believe, in a time of industrial revolution. And we have to be kind to one another and help each other best we can each and every day. One of the other things that uh, he talks about in his book is the buildings that are going to be technological buildings that will be used for several different things. Maybe during the day it will be a place of business and then at night it will be a theater and it will all just be programmed by computers and it will just take its shape as needed for what it is that is the events that are planned. I can remember when uh, computers first came out and I was like, wow, you know, I was raised with a piece of paper and a pencil. And now we have these computers. And I was like, ah, I used to say to my kids, I, th I think I I'm allergic to those things. But now it's, you know, it's one of the uh, everyday necessities in today's world. And we have our cell phones, our smartphones, and, you know, everybody pretty much has one. The teenagers don't move around without them. But then he talks about, you know, the implantable cell phones. And I still haven't uh, adjusted my thinking to be able to think that I would, you know, really want uh, a cell phone implanted. But uh, that's where it's at, and, and it's already happening. Another improvement that we have with technology is to be able to track people. And if it's used in the right way, it's going to be uh, to our benefit. And one of the things that uh, we're going to see fewer and fewer uh, things happening with is the abduction of people and, you know, the children, and that includes teenagers as well. A lot of people have tattoos nowadays, and some of them have them for art, some of them, you know, for the style to express different things in their lives. But there's also uh, the smart tattoos that can change colors, and they, they can uh, indicate uh, different health issues and say with certain inks, uh, diabetic has a specific uh, ink put on and it tells the person with the tattoo whether or not they're beginning to get dehydrated. But there's also other health issues that can be detected by doctors under certain lights with the tattoos. And the cool thing about that with the tattoos is they don't require batteries. And those tattoos are also part of... Um, helping to identify and have a location of people. He talks about different types of intelligence. There's contextual, emotional, and inspired intelligence. And he talks about what he feels and knows to be, with his experience in life, to be the one that is of most importance and he talks about how we have to have people that are in our leadership positions that have the appropriate intelligence in order to make certain that we do not allow the computers to run our lives, that we as people 
run the computers. So I think pretty much uh, the bottom line there with that one would be uh, like, trust me, sharing is good for people and trust is earned. So if they misuse the computers to control people and just uh, have the want and needs for more, more, more without really wanting to share, then they're not the people that we need in leadership. The people we need in leadership are the people that, that are trusting and they do want, want to share. Trust is definitely earned. I'd like to uh, quote Klaus Schwab here. He said, It is clear that our current decision-making systems and dominant models of wealth creation were designed and incrementally evolved throughout the first three industrial revolutions, end of quote. Klaus Schwab also said, quote, These systems, however, are no longer equipped to deliver on the current and, more to the point, the future generational needs in the context of the fourth industrial revolution. So what he's talking about really is to be putting people first, not things, not how much money's in the bank. Ugh, the bank, the fourth industrial revolution, a little bit different than the first three. Let's have it, folks. Uh, he talks about really putting people first. You know, we all have these different accounts. We have bank accounts, uh, email accounts, phone accounts, all kinds of accounts, mailing accounts. But there's going to be the new Smart Dust account, um, your very own personal nano account. Nano account, yep. Doctors will be able to fix you, and they'll be able to do it without even having to open you up. How about the reading glasses that are now connected to the Internet? Are they pretty cool or what? He talks about the glasses that are on the market um, that can manipulate things, a 3D, 3D object, enabling it to be molded like clay. Now about those technology carpets. We have insurance companies that are doing research, and they are working to invent carpets to detect if you're, someone is sick when you, you uh, walk across the floor and then possibly they would send out a physical therapist to assist the person when needed. They would be able to tell if they had a stroke or high blood pressure. Okay, now for cities, he talks about cities having uh, 50,000 plus people in them and there will not be one traffic light because of the technology. But then again, that would be like nobody would uh, really have their own cars. They would all be owned by specific uh, billionaires or corporations. I don't know if I really want to go in that direction. I kind of like having my freedom, and I think it's important that all people have their freedom. And I have talked with uh, people who are designing our roads today, and they're getting the designs ready for the electronic cars, the self-driving cars. And I've also read articles where they say that the people are going to be more like rewarded for not owning a car and really it will be extremely expensive they say to own your own vehicle. I don't know as though that's really putting people first because then there is no individuality and uh, spiritual uh, 
American values that uh, we are raised with and we have it becomes to a point that you really wouldn't have your individuality. All the people would be kind of like, I don't know, some sort of a marketing program thing. You, they wouldn't even actually be thinking about anything other than what was presented to them. There would be no real depth of creativity. I'm, I'm not sure how all that would go. Then again, I don't know. We can look at it as blessings where people don't have to work as hard and um, be in need of so much as long as the good leadership is making the decisions and people have an attitude of gratitude and appreciation for one another. That includes having empathy, compassion, appreciation, that attitude of gratitude. Klaus Schwab also talks about different things with the military. He talks about drones. He talks about the measurement of water. He talks talks about how the utilities will be repaired by drones, how the job, uh, it, jobs are just going to change completely. And I don't think there'll be as many jobs even, you know, as we have now, they're going to be fewer and fewer. And I really feel as though that's part of what's going on with the coronavirus uh, because uh, going off a little bit from the book here, we go to uh, the Senator Jensen, and he talks about how the death certificates uh, have always been filled out a specific way, and there were no assumptions to be made about what is written on a death certificate, but he was sent a seven-page letter to uh, fill out a death certificate with pretty much uh, assumptions if he even thought someone had the uh, coronavirus that he was to simply put that down on the uh, death certificate uh, without even really knowing if that was the cause or not. So I think we have something going on seriously with um, our economic system and you know we really don't need any more wars and there's been too many wars and I hope that we do get some leadership that is in control and uh, is the right type of leadership, the appropriate, uh, healthy leadership. And the uh, pedophiles that have been running wild throughout the world um, are brought uh, to justice. And the uh, people that have been subject to such things uh, begin to be healed and have a, a peace of mind. So I think that the fourth industrial revolution has very much to do with what's going on with the uh, coronavirus, the uh, losing of jobs and houses, uh, billionaires running things, and we need some blue-collar workers uh, in control uh, making decisions uh, for the better of the people. And I hope you... Uh, get a chance to, to vote for the people that should be in office. I uh, appreciate you for coming in here and listening, landing here on Ginger Sky. And I say if you want to look at some pictures and some drawings and different things like that, hop on over to, uh, go on over to uh, YouTube and look up uh, Ginger Sky, and you'll see that uh, I have some uh, videos on there that I have some nice pictures and things that... Uh, 
you'll enjoy. And uh, there's some real beautiful scenery of the uh, United States there. So good day to you, and uh, thank you for listening, and uh, see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.